You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. And, Ian, we're going to get into some bold predictions a little bit later in the podcast, but this is the final week of spring training, and the Red Sox certainly still have some decisions to make. So I wanted to start off by touching on some of those, and, and one of them is obviously the fifth starter job. Um, and it basically, it seems like it comes down to Stephen Wright, who has pitched really well during the spring training, or Rowenis Elias, who has struggled. He's kind of struggled when he's pitched out of the bullpen. Um, so maybe a better spot for him is in the rotation. How do you see this playing out over the last week? Yeah, it's kind of interesting because um, Rowenis has kind of shown them um, the last couple of days that he doesn't really fit well as a reliever. You know, his arm doesn't bounce back like you need to from a from a bullpen standpoint. But at the same time, do you punish Stephen Rice, who's had the better camp and has you know pitched well just about every time out, and tell him he's not in the rotation just because uh, Ilias might be better suited for that role? Personally, I think the way they're leaning right now, um, Stephen Wright is going to be your fifth starter. I think that leaves um, you know Matt Barnes and Noe Ramirez. I think those two guys will get the last two spots in the bullpen. An extra spot has been opened up with the injury to Carson Smith, who's going to start the season on the DL. I think Rowanis will go down to Pawtucket and keep stretched out down there. They need starting depth down there, too. Um, and the, I think they'll simply just option him out. Obviously, at some point, Eduardo Rodriguez is going to find his way back to, to the mound. What's the time frame at this point on him? Yeah, you know, Rodriguez is still just, you know, throwing bullpens. I think the plan is that he, he will throw to some hitters soon. But, you know, it sounds to me like he's going to miss at least the first month of the season. So I think that uh, if they could get Eduardo back around uh, May 1st, that would be great. But, look, they got to put him through a regular spring training like all the other pitchers have had down here. Um, so, you know, that's going to be about um, five or six starts. they got to get him up to 90 pitches before he pitches for the Red Sox. I think they're just going to be cautious and make sure he doesn't suffer any setbacks. But I think right around early May is when you'll see him pitching in Boston. So for that time, obviously Stephen Wright wins that fifth starter job or, or may win it, like you said. Um, but yeah. do they need a fifth starter? Or wh- at what point during the season will they need a fifth starter? Are they okay yeah, I mean, going the way, with the four? way the schedule um, stacks up? I mean, they'll need one by the fifth game of the year because you know you have you do have that off day, um, you know, the day after opening day, but you'll still need a fifth guy by Sunday, you know, at the latest. Um, and then I think you could potentially skip the number two start, the number five start, the second time through the rotation with the off days if you needed to. But look, I think they're going to stay on course here. Uh, no reason to overtax anyone. I think Stephen Wright showed last year that he can keep his team in the game when he pitches. He did it last year. Um, so why not just keep everyone on turn, give guys an extra break when they need it. So I think that's that's the way they'll go. I know Carson Smith's injury, nothing too serious at this point, but is there any more longer-term concern? Just because when you look at the way he throws it, the underarm delivery, that kind of thing. I, I know I've I've read some things about certain people who think maybe he's more inclined to have elbow issues at some point because of that, although in my mind, maybe it's better to throw kind of submarine than it is over the top. Yeah, no, there's some concern, definitely. I mean, this is a guy who had a great rookie year last year, but, uh, you know, if you look at the numbers, the velocity was down so, <clears throat> you know, over the final month of the season, so, you know, how is he bouncing back, and now he has a elbow injury so yeah you're going to be worried about it until he comes back and he pitches you know like like you hoped he would so yeah i would say carson smith is definitely on the list of um concerning points you know this is more concerning than eduardo rodriguez because rodriguez you're talking about a knee 
um, which isn't, you know, you want the knee to be healthy, but it's not an arm. Anytime you're talking about a pitcher, you know, an arm injury is always going to be most concerning. So that covers the the starting rotation and, and the bullpen. The other big question mark here with a week to go before opening day is, of course, the situation of Pablo Sandoval or Travis Shaw. And you look at this, Ian, and it's not like Sandoval has been terrible this spring, 265, a uh, couple of home runs heading into Monday action. Uh, but Shaw has been so good. Uh, when Sandoval got banged up and got the injury, was there almost a, a hope? Or I don't want to say a hope, but is it? does it almost give Shaw that, that extra edge to, to maybe get some extra time? Yeah, I mean, he was already gaining momentum, and certainly that helps him just to get a little more playing time. They can watch him every day and watch how he's uh, playing at third base. So, um, you know, right now, I really, I'm not sure what they're going to do. It sounds like, it, you know, some of it's contingent on Sandoval's back. Um, he's going to try and play in a minor league game today and hopefully return to the Red Sox lineup uh, tomorrow. They still don't think it's a DL situation. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a guy who has, I think, $80 million left on his contract. So it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how they handle this and what they announce and who breaks camp um, as the opening day third baseman. And if it's Shaw, you know, how does Sandoval really help you um, as a backup? And then what does his role become? So definitely uh, probably the most fascinating uh, plot down here at Red Sox camp as we get down on the stretch run here how much also when they're thinking about the decision that has to be made goes into i mean you don't want a uh, unhappy pablo sandoval either a guy that's going to make that much money suddenly isn't the guy every day at third base if he's grumpy in that clubhouse that's not good yeah you know they, they can't worry about that though like this guy had a chance he uh, really had a bad year last year um, and, you know, you would like to see him get somewhat of a chance to redeem himself, but also, you know, it's a, a business of opportunity, and Travis Shaw has really capitalized on his opportunity this spring, so maybe he deserves the chance to uh, to go break camp. And it becomes a chance, it becomes a point where Sandoval was being some sort of bad influence in the clubhouse. I mean, they would probably just get rid of him. I mean, the money's already paid. They're going to pay the money no matter what. So we'll just see how it plays out, maybe give uh, Sandoval the benefit of the doubt and see, um, A, if he can still win the job, and B, if he doesn't, how, how he would handle it. Certainly, and just because Shaw's been this great during spring training, you know, it's a, it's a long season. So we'll right. certainly keep an eye on that, and I'm sure that, that situation will stay in the news. All right, how about these bold predictions, Ian? You've come up with three bold predictions for the 2016 Boston Red Sox, and I'll take him through them, and then you explain how this is going to happen. So first off, you got you got to start with Poppy, right? So David Ortiz becomes the second player in history to hit 30 homers in his age 40 season and third to have 100 RBI. Certainly seems doable, but uh, what a way to go out it would be for Big Poppy. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Daryl Evans was the last guy to hit 30 home runs or more at the age of 40, and I think it was Dave Winfield and Harold Baines were <laughs> um, the last two to drive in 100. But, yeah, David in the middle, which should be a pretty good lineup. Um, he still has the bat speed. He's never been a big spring training guy, so I wouldn't read anything to his numbers down here. He kind of really, to be frank, <laughs> he has a hard time getting motivated for some of these spring training. Bat. He's such a veteran. He knows there's no point in wasting the time down here. But he, he does put in a lot of work in the batting cage and in the weight room every day to get himself prepared for what should be a good final season. I just see this guy um, – a lot of people wonder why, you know, why is he retiring after this year? Because they think he can still play. Um, so, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I, I really just get the sense he's going to go out with a very strong season. All right, and then your next bold prediction is Joe Kelly emerges into the Red Sox' best starter after David Price. 
Yeah, I mean, they really need, I mean, some of that's by default because nobody has really stepped up um, behind David. But yeah, they really need somebody to kind of be that number two guy. You know, coming into camp, I would have said it would have been Eduardo Rodriguez, and then he gets that fluke knee injury and a PFP drill. Um, Buckholz has been inconsistent. Porcello has been kind of up and down. Um, so, yeah, I think Joe Kelly really has had a strong camp. He had a great finish to last year. And he looks like a guy who's finally getting it, finally learning how to pitch, mixing in that 96 mile-an-hour fastball he has and all his off-speed stuff. It just uh, this seems like a much more confident guy out there. So I think that this could be uh, a really strong year for Joe. And then your final bold prediction is is something that I think is maybe gaining more steam around the league about something that could eventually happen, but not necessarily this year. You say Mookie Betts wins the Most Valuable Player Award. Yeah, I mean, I think he could become he could turn into an MVP type. I mean, certainly, I think he could play himself into a position this year where he's in the mix for that spot. You know, I don't is he going to win the MVP? It's hard to say right now. He's going to win the MVP this year, but I think that he could get some votes with his skill set. Um, and if he does what he did late last season over a full season, that's a uh, pretty dominant player right there. I mean, this guy can do everything. He can run. He can hit for average. Hit for power. Uh, field. You know, classic five-tool guy right there. Um, and he just, you know, it's hard to believe he's 23 years old because he just carries himself um, with such confidence and has just amazing bat speed. So, you know, hitting first in this Red Sox lineup, I think he's in for a really uh, big season here. If these three bold predictions happen, Ian, I would think the Red Sox will be right in the hunt as far as October goes. Uh, I would hope so, yeah. But we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You've been listening to MLB.com Extras, the Red Sox edition. Ian Brown, thanks so much for your time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.